Welcome to the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. My name is Mark Stephen Schwartz, and it is both an honor and a privilege for me to read the diaries from Allied and American civilian prisoners of war interned in and around Kobe, Japan during the Great Pacific War, World War II. This is episode number 41. May 29th, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Big inspection today. White Whigs from Yokohama, Osaka, and Kobe called on all camps today. As usual, police in charge of the house were in big flurry and highly excited. Results? We had to hide all miscellaneous equipment, such as bed lights, maps, food, pictures, etc. Breakfast was early, so as to be ready for them at 8.30 a.m., and as usual, they did not appear until 11 a.m. All internees were lined up in dining room and tables stacked in corner. Officials walked in, grunted, but not, did not say a word, walked through the house, inspected bomb shelter, during which police had to call Cliff Price to find where light switch was located. Osaka or Yokohama chief of foreign section asked if anyone was sick and lo local chief answered no, yet Conger has been seriously ill for three days of yellow jaundice and may peg out as he is 61 years. Roy Henning Police inspection from Tokyo after breakfast. Laundry comes. Buy a pair of black Oxfords, 45 yen, good soles, and uppers. Study optics all afternoon. Little dog given to laundry lady. May 30th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Some time ago there was a news item, and the item was a speech by Roosevelt. In his speech he said, the Allies are making headway, but have an uphill fight. The Japanese said they would make it a downhill fight for the Allies. One of our members who understands Japanese heard over the radio this afternoon that things were all over on Atu on May 26th. Roy Henning, Sunday, weather sunny and mild, read and play music all morning, work with Bryant Sterling on drainage pipe to ditch, complete, take shower, first one, very invigorating. May 31st, 1943, Roy Henning, clean up room, study prisms, shave, Sit in yard, watch chicks and chickens. One rooster starting to crow. Consul calls and brings money. Cables ready to be sent. June 1st, 1943. Roy Henning. Mr. Champeau, head consul, calls on inspection. Takes notes on everything. Promises concrete results. Mikado puts on good chow with few strawberries. 
If there is exchange, we will go unless Japanese renew objections. Promises two pounds of butter per month to relieve the congestion. Exercise, better food. Wrote fifth letter home. June 2nd, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunny and windy. Red most of the morning. Steady prisms all afternoon. Warm night, sultry, and rains. June 3rd, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Following was quoted from a report on Atu in Japanese press. The remaining 100 men on Atu made a last glorious attack on the Americans and all died a glorious death. The leaders here say avenge Atu. Build up our production. Avenge Atu. Build up our food supply. Send superior weapons to our warriors. Avenge Atu. The 2,000 Japanese and Atu are supposed to have killed or wounded 6,000 Americans. The editorials are beginning to cry wolf. The fall of Atu is not due to the courage of the men, but to the superior arms and equipment of the Americans. We are beginning to feel the might of U.S. production. We need not fear the U.S., but we must do everything in our power to up our production that we may send our men on the fronts superior arms to combat this menace. The rainy season is set in. It rains practically every day. The push on Burma has commenced. Great movements of troops from India to the border, in view of the veritable stone wall maintained in Burma by the imperial forces, it is difficult to see how the Britons and Shangsters can make effective thrusts. Should they attempt them again, they are doomed as they were in Arakan Hill District. At best, they will only pave the way for inviting the Imperial forces to India. Total War Structure Plan Approved Number 1. All public or private functions not directly connected with the war effort will be abolished or suspended. 2. People are encouraged to make use of vacant lots. 3. All possible economy will be exercised on consumer goods. Concentrate all available goods and funds in production of war goods. Time has come to sacrifice all for state. Admiral Takahashi Young men face squarely the present situation which confronts us. The war has entered a critical stage and the time has come to sacrifice everything for the country. The Americans are supposed to have had 20,000 to 2,000 at Attu. June 4, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Mr. Shampoo, Swiss Consul of Kobe, made an official visit today in behalf of Mr. George's Swiss minister. We were asked to give our suggestions and present questions. Questions of our status were answered to the effect that we are 
civilian internees, but as to whether the Japanese government considers us eligible for exchange is not known. Requests for increase in living allowance, clothing, table, cablegrams quarterly to U.S., sheets, books, transfer of Brodowski and Hamilif, etc. General impression, diplomatic courtesy, and probably little action. Atu Island fell May 29th, died to the last man, self-destruction or human bombs, lots of haranguing and papers to build up fighting spirit. Roy Henning, overcast, showers, and windy. Read chapter on spectra and study with Jack Taylor. Try broad jump, one third of a box of strawberries. June 5th, 1943, Harold Brinkerhoff. 21 months today, I left home for foreign parts. If people's front sights were as good as their hind sights, many things would not happen in this world. There is little news. Admiral Yamamoto's funeral is today. I see where eight American planes were shot down in China without loss to the Japanese. Losses in planes are 10 American to one Japanese. One thing I can't understand is how they are going to explain away their losses when they are required to acknowledge that the difference in their losses was not as they had reported. How, when they have no planes left, will they explain where they went? Roy Henning Removing Paper Inner Soles from New Shoes Finished Study of Saka Rimeter Mikado brings a box of strawberries for each. Overcast, exercise, pitching, and broad jump. June 6, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. It has rained all day. It is now 8.30, almost roll call time, then bed. I've been lying down practically all day reading Desert Gold by Zane Gray. We just got the loan of 50 novels from the local YMCA. Most of them are wet westerns. It seems American books and phonograph records are the most popular. That is, they were, I am told. American films make up about 90% of those shown here before the war. Scuttlebutt is flying thick again. The local men's wives were given questionnaires at the food center asking if they wanted to evacuate. If not, to give a valid reason why not. Rumor has it there is going to be an evacuation or exchange the last of this month. There is a new gathering place, Lorenco Marques. I am afraid for us Americans. I am afraid we will have to wait till the end of the war. The Swiss Consul General was here from Tokyo on Friday. We tried to get our status straightened out. He could not give us satisfaction. We were told some months ago we were of special status and not subject to exchange. 
then we were told we were eligible. We do not know, and the consul seems to be in the same boat. Roy Henning Sunday Overcast and showers Finish my strawberries Bill Young sick Red Copy music chords Design key with Bryant Sterling Andy Hardy Ken Hardy Makes another marionette 60 Hindu Left Kobe for Tokyo for exchange Many rumors and scuttlebutt June 7th, 1943 Roy Henning Overcast and light showers Spent most of the day with Jack Taylor Working Romer's experiment Take cold shower Play music with Ed Bacon And Rosario Ocapinti June 8th, 1943 Roy Henning Studying photography book now, overcast, showers, reading on three cities, warm, humid, day and night. June 9th, 1943, Roy Henning, raining all day, warm and humid, photography study, room cleanup, music practice, Charlie Craver playing steel guitar, coaching. June 10th, 1943, Harold Brinkerhoff. The prices are of a few items sold, the government price and black market price. It's rarely possible to obtain these items on the regular market. Eggs are 7 yen, 35 yen in the black market. Sugar, 18 yen, 150 yen on the black market. Bacon, 1 yen, 5 yen on the black market. Milk, 1.3 yen or 18.3 on the black market. Today's paper says living costs have gone up 24% in the United States. Another big air battle has taken place in the Solomons in which 29 of our planes were lost. Only six of the Japanese failed to return. By this can be seen that all we have to do is up our production in order to win final victory. One year and a half of captivity. I surely hope the longest part is over. I personally believe that the war will not end until the fall of 1945. The police have had the people wishing to evacuate in the office several times. Everyone is sure there will be a British evacuation as well as other nationals to India. I'm afraid we Americans won't go. A number of the fellows are all a dither. Rolandus, a Dutchman in our room, is all upset. I have been teaching him Spanish. He begged off for a week. Of no sailing date is forthcoming, by that time he will begin again. It was practically dark at 8 a.m. The rain fell in torrents. It rained all day. We had a veritable cloudburst. I went out and banked dirt in the entrances to our bomb shelter as water was running in. 
One entrance had a cave-in at one side. I had to shore it up. Practically every afternoon between two and four, I have been telling my sweetheart and boys a good night mentally. Many times I awake at 2 a.m. and wish them good morning. Last night I was awake until about 12 midnight. I was thinking of you, my dear ones. I discovered my first white hair. I had several white hairs in my mustache and a couple on my chest. So far, none on my head. If Elzada's school is out, I hope my family will be okay. I remember it was out June 10th last year. I worry a great deal about finances, wondering whether the house is still rented. If you, dear Elzada, are keeping in good health because I know you are working hard and that you could not have been able to lay away anything for a rainy day, gee, but I would like to have a letter from you. The one I have is practically 13 months old. Perhaps if this exchange comes through, I shall receive some more recent letters from you to console me if we don't get to go. Roy Henning. Raining all day. Photography study most of the day. Shave. Scuttlebutt that exchange boat is in. Tiny Lukey bakes me a meatloaf. Low in um, separate room with eye trouble. June 11th, 1943. Harold Brinkerhoff. Today is Ruth's birthday. According to my reckoning, she should be 32. I don't realize how old I am until someone's birthday reminds me of mine. It won't be long until I will be 39. I was just thinking that I was 14 at the end of the last war and that Jean will be 14 next month. I also have been thinking that if this war should last another four or five years, he and perhaps Kenny will be drawn into it. Lord forbid that such will come to pass. I hope all the leaders of nations responsible for this terrible war will be put to death by slow and painful torture. It is always the poor common people who pay for a war and money and lives, not the leaders. We had a jazz session tonight. One of the records, Sweet Little Headache, reminded me of Merle Farmer. He used to call Catherine his sweet little headache. Father Pouillet has a Victor electronic phonograph, electric phonograph. We borrow it sometimes. He has a number of records, and we bought a number of records and paid for them as a room. Victory Certain is Earth's Rotation by Nagi. Admiral Yamamoto in a letter January 1st, 1941. If a Nippon American war breaks out, my aim will be Guam, Philippines, not Hawaii. It will be the White House at Washington. Since Nippon has risen for justice, heaven should help us to crush the U.S. and Britain. Lieutenant Zero Zero returned to his base in his bullet-riddled plane. He stood for several hours scanning the sky with his binoculars until all the planes under his command returned, 
And then he went to headquarters and made his report and fell dead. On examination, it was found that he was icy cold. An enemy bullet has pierced his lung. It is possible, is it possible that a man who could make a comprehensive report fall dead the next instance? No, no. By the time he made his final report, the lieutenant must have been dead. It must have been the spirit of the dead man that made the report. Or his superhuman will must have held death at bay until he fulfilled his duty. By Dr. Furi Furuya. American hypocrisy has been most clearly brought to light by the wars the U.S. has been engaged in as well as by its diplomacy. 1. The War of Independence was nothing more than the manifestation of a treacherous scheme against Britain, America's motherland, for evasions of tax payment. 2. The American Civil War was highly praised as a war for the liberation of slaves, but the basic cause which spurred the North Americans to take up arms against the South Americans was the crushing of trade interests, the former advocation protective trade, and the latter free trade. 3. The war against Mexico was a sinister American ambition of annexing the, Amer the Mexican territory, Texas. 4. The Spanish-American War, which is commonly known as the War Without a Cause, disclosed the American territorial ambition though the U.S. shamelessly boasted the war as one for the protection of the American states. 5. America's participation in the last World War was due to the desire to secure the war debts which the Allied nations owed to America, as well as to its swelling ambition to glean the profits of final victory. 6. Now playing a major role in the present World War, America's hypocrisy was highlighted before the eyes of the world. Uh, advocating democracy, America support, supporting the Soviet Union, the exponent of communism, while loudly shouting for the downfall of Hitler and fascism, it is unreservedly adopting the despotism, despotism, unlimitedly exercised by President Roosevelt. America blamed Japan as having launched a surprise attack while utterly ignoring its own unlawful conduct in abrogating the treaty, in freezing assets, in economically block blockading Japan, and in giving material aid to Chongqing. America, while rebuking Japan as invader, has unscrupulously invaded Iceland and North Africa and is now preparing itself to plunder Kamchatka. America, who refused to recognize the national government of China in Nanking, is openly supporting the rebel French government in North Africa. U.S. in tight spot over goods dearth. Hoover warned shortage may continue for six years. Governor Dewey of New York, people may be compelled to take a vegetable diet 
because meats are practically unavailable. Restaurants can serve only one cup of coffee. Silk stockings are available only on the black market. The streets have become quite deserted and private cars are seldom seen. Compared with the restaurants of London, the restaurants here are much better, but there is no potatoes. There are no potatoes and housewives are having a difficult time. One of our members was to the dentist today. He said there were hundreds of people out in garden plots digging holes for bomb shelters. Next door, they have torn out part of their garden and are digging a bomb shelter. It did not rain today for a change. Roy Henning. Work on problem of nichrome wires res. Go on nice hike in the hills. Take shower. Have nice ham and eggs dinner with Bryant Sterling. Eggs dinner with Bryant Sterling. And Tiny Lukey. Also, also strawberry cake. Practice music with Ed all evening. June 12, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Past four days have been rainy with promises of early rainy season. Today, good weather, however, and thus possibility of a baseball game. Weather much warmer, single blanket only necessary. Revolution in the Argentine given a big play and immediately recognized by Japan. Japanese planes and anti-aircraft batteries have shot down the following planes in the Solomon, New Guinea area. March 94, April 76, May 79. Landings being made by British on Pantelleria and Lampedusa Islands off Tunisia. Roy Henning. Sunny, warm, summer has begun, I think. Had eggs for breakfast with strawberries, lunch strawberries, dinner, and again. Eggs again. Optic study. Long music practice. Ed Bacon, Bryant Sterling, Charlie Craver. Learn new pieces. June 13, 1943. Roy Henning. Sunday. Had fabulous eggs breakfast. Sunbathe. Hot day. Take room door off hinges. No study. Music practice afternoon and evening. Music in the bomb shelter. Take couple showers, one before going to bed. Half-inch haircut from Maxim. June 14, 1943. Charles F. Gregg. Big surprise today was receipt of large cake and two cloison pin trays from Mr. and Mrs. Harold Mason. Had cake at 10 a.m. tea time and it surely was good. Cake of any kind is a rarity these days, and this one was excellent. Must show appreciation to Masons when possible to do so. Harold's birthday is January 23rd. Cliff Price, January 6th. Reggie Price, November 27th. And Jay Walker's, December 25th. We were told at 4.50 p.m. that letters for June 
had to be in by five o'clock, so rushed off a hundred words about health. Sincerely hope these monthly letters are going through. Pantelleria and Lampedusa taken. Still studying French. Attend discussions on Catholicism and Zen. Also studying some meteorology and reading False Prophets by Gillis. Voltaire by Alfred Nose. Don Juan by Byron. Love Story and Victory 430. Roy Henning, had eggs for breakfast, rainy, read, study photography, learning a great deal about camera lenses, practice music with group. And this concludes episode 41 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye now.